Welcome everyone to the Asian Pacific Voices Radio, where you'll find stimulating conversations that explore diverse topics and stories impacting our communities. I'm your host, Sheena Yap Chan. Joining me today is our special guest, Issa Lei, a community activist and executive director of VALUP, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to connect and enrich communities through Vietnamese art and culture. Isa is also the co-founder of Viet Film Fest. Hello, Isa. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, Sheena. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me today. Not a problem. Such an honor to have you here today. And Isa, tell us about your life growing up in the U.S. When did your family first move to the U.S.? Were you born here or in Vietnam? I was born in Saigon, in Vietnam. And um, we moved over here. Uh, we we left Vietnam in 1983. And at first, my family moved to France uh, first. And uh, we stayed there for two years, about two years. And then we moved over here in 1985. Um, and so I started uh, high school here. Um, I went to um, 10th grade, uh, sophomore at Orange High School in uh, Orange County. And um, I graduated from high school in 1988, and um, I went to uh, Cal State Dominguez Hills for two years uh, for pre-pharmacy studies. And then after that, I applied to pharmacy school, and I got into uh, USC Pharmacy School. And I graduated from uh, USC Pharmacy School in 1994. Um, so um, after that, I um, start working as uh, a pharmacist. And right now I'm working for Providence Home Infusion Pharmacy in Anaheim. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Now you mentioned, I know you mentioned that you're a pharmacist and you're also a radio host for Vietnam California Radio in the late 90s to 2010. What inspired you to become a pharmacist and a radio host? Because that's not really typical and it's not really like professions that kind of like are together, you know, there's no commonality to it. What was what inspired you to do both? My dad actually co-founded the radio station called uh, Vietnam California Radio, VNCR on 106.3 FM. And it's a, um, a Vietnamese language um, radio. And so I remember I, I visited... I visited my dad at his office, uh, which is the radio station um, that was in Garden Grove uh, at that time. And um, I remember um, there was like a news reading section um, in the morning and um, the news announcer um, asked me to stay and just um, read a, a part of the news and I, I remember I stayed and I read the news and I was kind of nervous but then after that the news announcer uh, gave me a note saying could you stay and and read the next section I'm like wow <laughs> okay so I start reading news um, at first uh, for the radio station whenever I have time like if I have a days off and I have some days off during the week I just come down to visit my dad and and just um, stay and read the news and and uh, hang out at the radio station. And then um, uh, at that time, the radio also has a program called um, The Arts Horizon um, and and to, to interview artists and to report news uh, about art events in the community. So that time I, I, I started... I, I, I like that program. So I, I remember I, I took over 
from the host who who was busy at that time. Um, she had to to do something else, take care of something else, and I was just I just took over. And then from there, I got to meet a lot of artists, and I went to report on a lot of artistic events in the community, like concerts, uh, book signings, exhibitions, and um, then that's probably that's that's where I started to. Um, get myself into the art world. Awesome. So did you have any like prior experience when it became when you became a radio host or started doing hosting gigs for um, concerts and book signings and things like that? Or is it just something like you just jumped into it? <laughs> I think I just jumped into it. And I remember, um, yeah, at first when I started interviewing people, I was very nervous. And I'm like, oh my God, I have like list of questions in here, my list of questions. And I just start reading the questions off. And later on, I, I start feeling more comfortable. And I also love to listen to um, NPR and um, KPCC. And so it's, it's you know, and, and meeting people just, just, really excite me you know I I learned so much about um, um, I learned so much about art and as well as um, the artist journey is uh, they always so interesting um, and um, I also made a lot of friends um, by by doing the radio show as well and so is um, I, I remember sometimes um, when I went to the restaurants and sometimes people recognize me because I say something in Vietnamese and they're like, oh, is that Isa from the radio station? I'm like, wow, I can't believe that they recognize the voice. And um, and it's it's just that um, because we I, I see that we, we have a lot of activities in the community and yet um, uh, the art horizon is is re- was really like a one of the kinds of um, programs at that time to interview artists and to report on specifically on the art events in the community. Um, and I also branch out to do um, art events from from different states or different countries as well. Like we went to, I went to cover the Cannes Film Festival uh, in two thousand and four. Yeah, so that was a very, very um, and, and, and unique and exciting experience. Yeah, unforgettable ex- ex- experience. Yeah, I love, I love that because you just jumped into it, not re- not knowing what was going to happen, right? But you were able to host different programs, meet new people, travel to different places, you know, hear other people's stories, and you know that wouldn't have happened if you just didn't go out there and just start, right? Just jump yeah. in. I know sometimes it's scary when we start something new and we don't have proper training, um, but the more you keep practicing, the more you progress and become a better host, become radio host, or become a better speaker. And that's what it is, just kind of just doing it, figuring things out along the way. So I really love that you were able to share that. It just shows listeners, like, you just got to jump in there and see what happens, right? You'd be surprised at the opportunities that's in front of you. So I love that you you mentioned that. Now, I know you served as Vaela's board as president from 2004 to 2008, and then as a executive director since 2008. Um, can you tell us, you know, who founded the organization and who are um, the key members in it, in it today? And for those of you who don't know what VAALA stands for, and I hope I said that right, it's the Vietnamese American Arts and Letters Association. Yeah, VAALA. 
Uh, VALA is a nonprofit art organization and it's a 501c3 organization. It was established in 1991 uh, by a group of journalists and artists um, in the community um, to support the, the artists um, because we are a new um, uh, community. Vietnamese American community is, is relatively new uh, in the U.S. So we have a lot of um, things that we want to um, support each other, including um artistic events, like uh, people would publish books, uh, people would do exhibitions. And and actually, my dad, once again, was a co-founder of this organization, along with, um, he, he was a journalist. Uh, and um, and um, so he co-founded the organization along with other artists in the area. And, um, and, um, and he passed away in 1999 due to cancer. Um, so I remember I told my mom that I would join the organization for a couple of years uh, to volunteer. It was as a small tribute to my dad. And um, I told my mom that I would just join for a couple of years. And here I am, <laughs> 20 years later, I'm still here. Um, it's, uh, it's actually um, what I learned from the radio station, what the network that I brought from the radio station. I also used it for for Vala as well. Um, for example, I start uh, meeting filmmakers and um, I found out that their journeys are so interesting and how they want to bring the stories um, on the big screen, for example. And at that time, there, not, there were not a lot of Vietnamese American filmmakers. Um, and we have Tony Bui, who did three seasons. Um, we had Timothy Ling Bui, who did Green Dragon. Um, that's pretty much it. And later on, we have Victor Wu, who did First Morning. And so it was it was that in the early 2000s that we, we only had a few films, a few feature films that got released. And so, um, so at that time, I felt like there is a need of telling stories um, to the broader audience but I didn't I wouldn't I, I didn't know that films became had become such a um, important uh, and universal um, platform um, as, as especially nowadays when you have the advancement in the technology um, you don't have to film a film by 35 millimeters and edited in a, a long process right now people can just do a short film or even a feature with your cell phone, right? So, but at that time, I I, I didn't see any things related to films um, uh, that that um, that really carry out um, uh, for the public uh, in the Vietnamese American community. So, um, so I thought it was important to to bring the stories up. By, by by films as well as uh, with different platforms. So I start um, using my networks with the radio station and call up the artists and ask them to participate in exhibitions, in, in film symposium and things like that. Yeah, so, so that's how I started um, um, working with Vala in those early days. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And I know it's important to share our stories, right? Create representation, especially since, you know, the Asian Pacific community is always lumped into one thing, right? Or seen as a monolith, not realizing it's such a diverse population, community, you know, different cultures with different stories, with different traditions. And it's important to carry out those stories, um, even though there's times when I'm sure it's challenging, especially, you know, you you do this all volunteer, right? And still work a full-time job, which I'm sure is... Um, it's a lot of work on your end, correct? 
<laughs> well, it's yeah, it's quite interesting, um, like how I divide my time. Uh, I would work as as a pharmacist during the day, and I work four days a week now, and so I have one day that I dedicate for meetings and um, other things that uh, I need to take care of for Vala, and um, we also work like. Um, uh, after hours. So a lot of board meetings, a lot of um, uh, staff meetings will be after the regular hours or on the weekends. So a lot of um, uh, working hours on the weekends too. Yeah. And then the events, of course, are usually on the weekends. So it's, um, it's an interesting um, relationship between working as a healthcare <laughs> provider and then later, and then later you work as a, um, uh, something in the arts totally is it's totally different yeah but I can see that it's also a complementary to each other because I um yeah yeah no for sure and especially if you love something what you if you love you know what you do it's not really work right you're going out there creating dif- difference creating an impact and at the same time it helps your soul right sometimes you need time away from your job right you just need some me time or you just need Maybe it's your form of therapy, whatever that may look like or whatever it is, leaving a legacy for your dad as well or carrying on his legacy and impacting the community at the same time. Um, when you're passionate about it, it's not really work. You're out there you know, making things happen. So I love that. And I know you're also the original co-founder of Viet Film Fest. You received several awards for your art activism, including the inaugural Vimo Luminary Champion Award for your contribution in cultivating positive advancements for Vietnamese filmmaking. Have you had great interest in filmmaking or watching films growing up? Um, why did you feel that was important to create this f- festival? I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think I talked a little bit about it uh, earlier. Um, and I think that, um, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm just a regular audience member who would go to movie theaters like uh, once in a while. I'm I'm not a film buff or anything. Um, uh, but now I'm I start watching all the Vietnamese films, right? <laughs> but um, but so in two thousand and two, um, after an exhibition that we did uh, for Vala, um, we were talking about doing something in films, and and I remember that I don't know why um, we have like literature, we had exhibitions, we had fine art, we had uh, plays, concerts, um, but we didn't have anything related to films. So at that time, I was, I um, Jim Jim another board members and and I were talking about uh, how we could um, uh, do something to to get people motivated and see if it's new that we could bring to the community. And at that, t- at that time, I, I thought of doing a cinema symposium at UCLA because uh, I didn't know a lot of people in films uh, working in the film industry. So I started looking up and, and invited a few uh, uh, filmmakers and uh, actors and producers uh, to come to um, a symposium at UCLA. And it turned out to be a success. I remember we had nine uh, guest speakers and the students were so excited and they keep asking us like, uh, what else um, are we going to have? And and so Gemma and I decided that we will put together a film festival for uh, Vala and it's called, the, at first it was called Vietnamese International Film Festival. And later on, we changed the name to Viet Film Fest, um, which is easier to uh, shorten. And um and so we, um, at first we didn't have enough films, so it was every other year. 
and and then it took place at UCL Vine, um, and then later on we had enough films, and the industry is more advanced, and the technology just help everything um, uh, advance, um, and so we have more films, and um, now we turn the film festival into every year, starting in twenty fourteen. Yeah, so um, so we moved the film festival from UC Irvine to um, AMC at the Block, uh, which is the in Orange, and then we later we we brought it to Frida Cinema, and um, last year we had it at um, Cinemark uh, in Huntington Beach um, at Balaterra. But this coming um, year, this year in twenty twenty three, we will bring it back to um, hopefully to to probably to to Frida Theater in Santa Ana. So um so it is really um um I, I we found out that films is such a universal language and we can present it to different ethnicities, different generations can enjoy the film and it's affordable. Um like unlike a piece of fine art, you know, people can afford a movie ticket easier and um is accessible to the audience, and so we, um, and I love how to see how the audience interact with the filmmakers after the screening, and um, that's that set it apart from the regular movies uh, screenings that you just go to, you know, like on the weekends you go to AMC or um, Cinemark for a movie, but if you go to the film festival, it's different because you get to meet the people behind the scene. You meet to the, you get to meet the directors, you get to meet the actors, and a lot of times people would fly from out of state or even out of the countries to come and present the films and to meet with the audience and to meet with other professionals. And I think that's that's an important part that we want to maintain um, with the film festival. Yeah. That's such an amazing story. And I love that, you know, you were like, there was nothing out there that showcased, you know, Vietnamese films, right? You found um, a need and just filled it, right? You said, you know, if no one else is doing it, I'm just going to start it. Even though I'm not sure how to start it, I just, I'm just going to start it, right? Exactly. I have to, to say that we, we, we owe it to a lot of our uh, friends out there, like the Visual Communications, um, which runs the um, Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. I remember Jim and I went to um, Visual Communications and and talked to the directors there and asked them how to put on a film festival. And they sat down and went through how to do it from the call for entries to the curatorial um, curatorial um, process. And uh, we just went to a, a lot of film festivals to see how how the film festival is run. Like, for example, we went to Sundance. It was cold, but it was so beautiful. Uh, we went to um, uh, the San Francisco Asian American Film Festival. Um, we went to um, Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival, San Diego Asian Film Festival. And yeah, it's such a wonderful network out there that um, people were very, very supportive. And um, we also, when we did the call for entries, we it was actually um, tough for us to, to get the word out there uh, it's because the Vietnamese communities are very um, uh, scattering around and um, 
and so uh, a lot of places we don't have the media to get to them. So thanks, thank goodness that we have social media now, so we can get the word out there easier. But the back in the days, we we had to go through like word of mouth, and especially if we have like a big communities in France or in Australia and Canada, we we have some Vietnamese media there, but not not a lot so we still have to rely on word of mouth a lot and so um so that's that's one of the challenges that we we had uh, in the past but right now we still have um um it's a big challenge to get the word out there to um countries like in Europe or to in Australia to get the the work submitted by the Vietnamese um, filmmakers from those countries Yeah, I love that. And I know you mentioned that you're going to have the Viet Film Festival again this year. What other upcoming projects do you have for 2023? We we thinking of uh, we really really want to bring back the um, Youth in Motion uh, filmmaking workshop. Youth in Motion filmmaking workshop is a workshop for uh, a free is a free uh, filmmaking workshop that teach um, the youth how to. Um, edit films, how to make a short film, how to write a, a short script. Um, and um, it was it, it was a very successful program, but we had to put it on hold because of the pandemic um, in 2020. And so um, in 2021, we couldn't bring it back yet because at that time there was an outbreak and um, the kids were, were still taking lessons online. And last year we couldn't bring it back, so this year, this year we really, really, really want to uh, bring it back because um, it's, it's um, I think that we we have a, a need to pro- the, the the youth actually the youngsters they have a need to express themselves, and films is such a great medium to for them to to express themselves because now they so savvy with the new technology and you know they can do that with the phones even um so i think that that we really want to bring it back and hopefully it could happen in the summer and maybe we can showcase the films at the upcoming bit film fest in the fall um which will take place from september 30th through october 15th um one of the weekends will be in person but the rest of the time will be uh, virtual and um And so we want to bring that back, uh, the the filmmaking workshop for the youth, and um, we will would like to um, launch a um, a series of book signings to um, introduce the new authors, um, the new um, uh, yeah writers to the uh, communities, and we'd like to collaborate with. Um, a couple of public libraries for this program, so I'm excited to to present the the new writers also. Yeah, awesome! I can't wait to see that. Excited for all the youth who's going to be into filmmaking. You never know; you might end up, you know, having someone who's going to be nominated for an Oscar or Golden Globe. Anything's truly possible, right? And yeah. it would be all because you had a program that allows kids to let their imagination run wild, right? And just create something, whatever that something may be. So super excited for that. And, you know, a lot of our listeners are so, you know, inspired by your story, you know, everything that you've done to elevate your community. Uh, Is there any tips or words of wisdom that you'd want to leave for them, especially in the beginning of the year? You know, not everyone has a great start of the year, but 
you know, any, they can always change your path at any given moment. What would be some tips or some um, advice you'd want to give to our listeners? I don't really have any advice, but I, I really like the saying, um, uh, life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Yeah, I like I like that saying a lot because I think that um, I I cherish uh, whatever I have, and um, I I think I will find people who have the same mind and who would like to also um, uh, elevate everyone um, else um, around them, motivate everyone else, or uh, by their own stories of, or sharing stories or um, sharing their experience. And I think that is, um, is, is, is um, you know, at first when we first started something, we, we probably don't know where it will lead you, where it will lead me to, but, but eventually it will come. And I believe that if we build uh, something uh, like for the future generations, if we build it, they will come. So it's the same, and it's as I, I think that I would like to to provide that to the uh, future generations as well. I love that. That's great advice. And sometimes we just are so afraid to go out there and create something because we fear the worst of everything, especially growing up in an Asian culture. But here's a great example of, you know, you started you know, reading something for, for, for the, your dad's radio and you became a radio host. You got to do so many different things. Uh, you decided to be part of Vala and look what you're doing. Uh, you realize you needed, you know, more films that showcase Vietnamese Americans. And then you started the film festival. You had no clue what, what you were doing or where it was going to go, but you were excited, right? And passionate. And you just made it happen. If you didn't know something, you asked around, Right. And all that takes confidence to do because it's not always easy as well, right? Um, especially as an Asian woman, you know, we're taught to just be in the background and not really go out there and do anything. But, yeah. you know, I'm so grateful that you're able to create this amazing, you know, these amazing programs for the youth, be able to showcase so much Asian talent, Vietnamese American talent. Um, and you're just continuing to do that and still work a full-time job, <laughs> which is like, how do you do everything? <laughs> so with a lot of people, along with yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it by myself. I, I love that you mentioned that because, you know, working together is what creates the change, right? We don't have to do everything ourselves. It's okay to ask for help. So I love that you mentioned it is a team effort. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. And uh, Isa, you know, is there any websites or social media links where our listeners can learn more about the Viet Film Festival, about Vala and the programs that you have? Yeah, our website is... Uh... Uh, vala.org v-a-a-l-a.org and also the vid film fest is uh, vidfilmfest.com and um, we are also on uh, twitter uh, instagram with vala community um, yeah so um, yeah check us check us out and uh, follow us and uh, we will see you at our programs Love it. So make sure to hit the follow button and all their social media. And I just want to thank our guest, Isa Lei, for joining me on today's show. To learn more about Vala, please visit their website at vala.org. We would love to also hear from you, our valued listeners, about any suggestions for future guests or topics. Also, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, as well as follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channel. Asian Pacific Voices Radio is produced by Asian Culture and Media Alliance. 
a nonprofit that empowers our Asian and Pacific Islander communities with a voice through media arts. If you would like to support our program, please visit AsianPacificVoicesRadio.com. I'm Sheena Yapchan, and thank you for listening. Please join us next week for another exciting and thought-provoking Asian Pacific Voices radio show. Take care. Until then, everyone.